0: Hi, I'm Paul Camillos. Join me and my co-host Jacinta Gavin for Series 4 of Shooting the Breeze. We cover women's hoops and women in hoops. We talk to inspiring players, amazing coaches and the legends behind the scenes and at the grassroots of the game. During this series we'll be covering the FIBA Women's World Cup where the 12 best teams of the planet are coming to Sydney. And of course we'll be covering Australia's longest running women's professional sporting league the WNBL in its 43rd season hit that subscribe button like and review so we can get more hoops content to you
1: i was lucky enough to play with some amazing players like crystal talia lots of girls who have played professionally played for new zealand Played in Australia. I think that just captivates development for younger people. I think that basketball as an upcoming sport in New Zealand, the Toihi opens opportunities for younger people, but also other people from overseas to come in. We had imports who loved it here.
0: The inaugural Toihi League has just finished and what a showcase of New Zealand women's hoops it was. There's never a better time for us to shine a light on up-and-coming talent, and in this episode, we're talking with a young, promising, Aotearoa talent, Mackenzie Chatfield. Only 17, Mackenzie joins us alongside our New Zealand expert, Lyndon Moore, who featured in episode 79 and was courtside at many of the recent tournaments Mackenzie has made her mark at, including the Schick 3x3 with Harbour Breeze and winning secondary school nationals in their AA competition with Westlake Girls High School in a commanding 12 assists to facilitate their victory. Also, did we mention she's only just graduated high school? Mackenzie was a development player at Northern Kahu, a team that made it all the way to the grand final of the Tawihi League. She shares her experience of training alongside WNBL stars Michaela Cox and the tournament's MVP, Talia Tupaya, as well as her hoop dreams and representing New Zealand in the FIBA under 18 Asian Championship in September. Mackenzie is our first developing talent on Shooting the Breeze from across the Tasman and with maturity beyond her years, watch her fly. Welcome to Shooting the Breeze. Today, it's a special episode. We're being rejoined by Episode 79 guest, Lyndon Moore, and we're talking to an upcoming star of New Zealand basketball, Mackenzie Chatfield. Mackenzie recently played at the FIBA Under-18s Women Asia Championship in India, where New Zealand finished sixth. Women's basketball in New Zealand is undergoing a resurgence with the Tauihi New Zealand League that recently finished its inaugural season, so it's a good time for us to take a look across the Tasman at one of the names that we think we'll be hearing more about. Lyndon and Mackenzie, it's great to have you on the show.
2: Yeah, thanks for having us, Paul. Yeah, no problem. Good to see you, Mackenzie. Very excited. Um, never
1: done something like this before, so really excited to talk about everything and anything. And yeah, thank you for having
2: me.
0: No problem. So, Lyndon, I'm going to hand this one over to you because <laughs> New Zealand is your area of expertise.
2: Yeah, first of all, thanks for bringing me on. it's wanted to bring back on the Breeze Pod and rejoining the conversation. Um, love catching up as always, and hearing what you guys are up to. But, yeah, really excited to be bringing for the time. My first co-host did with them is you, Kenzie. Um, so it's great to see you. And, yeah, looks like everything's going well. So we're just going to jump straight in. The first question that I always like to start with is, who is Mackenzie Chatfield? Oh, wow. Um, well, Mackenzie Chatfield is a
1: 17-year-old girl from Auckland. I was born here, and I... Yeah, my parents are both from New Zealand, so New Zealand is really my home. I used to live in the States, and I also used to live in Singapore, so I've done a little bit of traveling. I am I would say, yeah, basketball is my passion, so um, becoming a basketball player is, like, the goal of mine. I hope to have that title one day. Um, but, yeah, just a
2: girl trying to achieve her goals, really, and this is one part of it, so, yeah. Yes, love to hear that and saying we've been able to witness – some of your tricks here in New Zealand which has been amazing Um, and I've really only been able to watch you the past you know these past couple months Um, and not until after I landed that I really got to know your name but it's been really cool seeing you know watching you rise up and it seems like you've you've had quite the year but we're going to go into all that Um, and there's a lot of stuff that I want to jump into but the first thing is can you take us back to when you started playing basketball and what put you on this trajectory that you are on now?
1: Um, Yeah, so when I moved back to New Zealand, that was the first time I really picked up a basketball, so that was when I was 10, um, which doesn't seem like that long, seven years, but yeah, it is quite a while. I think compared to some people who have been playing since they're two or three, I'm not quite the same as them, but yeah, I started playing when I was in primary school. Um, I didn't really think that it would have taken me to where I am now. I played every code I could, and I tried to do as much as possible, so playing netball, basketball, volleyball, and touch was always on my radar. So I didn't start specializing in basketball until year 12. So last year, I kind of realized that it could take me somewhere and started learning more about the college pathway and really the opportunities that it holds. And that's when I decided that this is what I want to make my career and this is what I want to do. So yeah, it took a while. I think it took a lot of decisions to really drop netball for good but I wouldn't have had it any other way, and I'm very glad I did.
2: That's great, because, especially in New Zealand, that because uh, Kiwi kids play a variety of sports. It's a pretty admirable, all the cross-training and dabbling in different things. Um, so obviously, netball is really prominent here. you know. And then touch is also a sport that I've noticed has been quite prominent. But then you look at basketball. So you've been surrounded by some of the legends of the game and you've been able to learn from some of them. But when you were in primary school and learning the skills, did you have any players that you kind of looked up to or that you knew of?
1: Yeah. When I was learning the game, I really um only had my coach Nella who still coaches me at Westlake. He's kind of been with me along the ride, but he was the one that really taught me how to play. I didn't think, I don't think that we really either of us knew that this was going to, like I was going to get to how I got to but um yeah he was the one that I kind of looked up to because he just knew so much and he had so much enjoyment with teaching me so for sure that and being out of her with my mates and he was willing to coach us he was definitely the one person that I looked up to but yeah like you said being able to grow up and be surrounded by so many more people like the list goes on of how many people I look up to and I'm sure we'll talk about that later but yeah for sure when I was younger Nella was the one who kind of got me involved and told me a bit so yeah him for sure
2: yeah and that's really cool because I've been really interested in just kind of who those people are in terms of getting players like yourself and fostering that talent because we talked about the depth and the next generation coming through um but then understanding you know because when I've you know some of the people I've spoken to you know if they when they grew up like, they didn't know who the tall friends were they didn't know who some of these coaches were and so it honestly ultimately ends up starting with a coach like you did and then moving forward um, and you know, just, again, highlighting how important those people are. So that's pretty cool. Tell us where you went to high school. So I went to Westlake Girls, um,
1: a school on the shore in Auckland. Just graduated yesterday. So, yeah. All right.
0: Congratulations.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Um, five years there, um, all done and dusted. But, Yeah. That's kind of where Westlake was kind of the foundation of my basketball for a little while, premier teams and stuff, playing with all my mates. So, you yeah, know, Westlake has been my home for the past five years, and
2: now I step away from there and I'll start the next journey. See, that's cool. Because it we'll would take a minute to just touch on Westlake because when we think about the basketball schools in New Zealand and, you know, up here in Auckland, certainly very prominent, but then Westlake seems like every year – has had it on strength to strength in terms of the team that it's put together. And also I've given on to the coaching staff, um, including Bronwyn Davidson, which I'm sure many listeners will be familiar with Panina Davidson, her daughter, um, who's actually over in Melbourne, smashing the Melbourne Boomers. But, you know, it seems like Westlake, they continue in sporting excellence that has bred some really strong players. Um, and so now it's, I mean, just what does it mean to you to be a part of that?
1: Yeah. So being a part of the program since year nine, I've kind of been able to see it grow for a little while. Obviously, COVID interrupted a little bit, which made it hard for everyone, as I'm sure everyone can relate to. But yeah, Westlake has always been a school of sport. I personally went there for the sport and I didn't obviously know that basketball was going to be one of my main sports. But over the years, I think the best part about the basketball program is how it's grown, like the culture has grown. I'm happy to say now that the, my basketball team is like my family and being able to win nationals with them is like so humbling and such a great experience. Yeah, like you said, credit to the coaching staff and the way that they bring the culture through. But, yeah, I think that's something that was able to set us away from others and was the culture that we can bring for sure. I,
0: I'd like to ask something. You played netball, you moved to basketball. Now, I mean, let's be honest, New Zealand is a really strong netball country
1: yeah
0: I'm curious to understand what was it about basketball that made you choose it as a direction over netball
1: so it's actually yeah that's something I do get asked a bit because my mum's a netball girl so it's always netball's always been a sport that I began playing overseas that was kind of my first sport I ever did so I think my family thought that that was going to be the one that I take away with me but I think once I started playing both and getting so involved in basketball, I kind of learned to love the work and I learned to love to want to train more and want to get better at basketball. And I kind of started to see myself get better. And that was when I realized that I don't see myself getting much better at netball and I didn't really enjoy it. I kind of fell out of love with the sport. I don't know if it's because I'd been playing it so much or I realized that basketball was more enjoyable for me, but yeah, I fell in love with the the hard work and the training and that kind of was what for me, what set it apart. And I realized the opportunities that basketball could offer me if I really stuck to it. And I guess the other thing is that they were both winter codes. So they did cross. It was hard to make both trainings. It was hard to make all the games. So I kind of got to the point where I had to choose and yeah, like I said before, I wouldn't have had it any other way, but basketball definitely just stood out too much to not want to go there.
0: It's interesting because, Both netball and basketball, you can play internationally. Mm -hmm. But basketball is the only one that gives you that pathway to the Olympics. Did that factor in to your thinking at all?
1: I think, I mean, playing the Olympics is like a goal for anyone and a dream for anyone, and I think making that would be amazing. Um, So definitely all those opportunities are something I considered, but I think my first thought was also college. I think seeing, like Lyndon asked about, Um, people you look up to and seeing a lot of girls that I'd played with go to college and just seeing them really excel I was like I fell into that I want to be like them mindset so kind of understanding what it offers and then learning more about the tall ferns learning about those campaigns it was kind of like I see myself there and that's what I want to do so yeah understanding that there's so much to offer for basketball and I'm not saying netball doesn't have the same you know any less opportunities there's heaps especially in New Zealand like you said it is a very talented netball country but for me something just stuck out to the basketball world and traveling and the states and yeah all that stuff so
2: yeah it's definitely just thinking about the college pathway too and all of those points like I know mean, coming from a complete outsider perspective like because that's the main difference that I've heard especially with the basketball and the netball is that you can take that college pathway and not so, again like netball obviously a huge amounts of success, but not, you know, just if, and that's just a different way to go, which is also great. But tracking back to basketball, I mean, becoming now more popular yeah. in New Zealand and the thought about going, you know, across to the U.S. to do that, or even Canada. I mean, we have over 180 Kiwis over there right now, which is just phenomenal, especially on the girls' side, and of course on the boys as well. You know, Westlake turns a lot of those players out. Say, so who are some of the ones that, you played with or have come across that kind of help plant that seed? And I guess what did you learn from them? Um, so I was
1: lucky enough to play with Annie Shearer, who's at the University of Portland at the moment. Uh, one of my best mates, Flo, she's also at the University of Portland. I had the pleasure of playing with her for Harbour since I was an under 13. Jordan Maddox, who's at in Auburn, Montgomery. Yeah, so I had kind of a – it was a solid foundation of girls – when I was at school, who kind of wanted to take on that college pathway. And then I also was able to train with girls like Hannah Wentworth and Taylor Dalton, who, you know, kind of opened my eyes to what there is. And I mean, all under that age group, you look in, you watch film and you watch games of people like Charlie Sledger Walker, who you just like can't miss. And it's kind of like people like that who you just understand where basketball is taking them. And it kind of is inspiring, honestly. I think lots of girls my age and even younger will say that they're it is inspiring to see Kiwis go over the ditch and go and play college basketball and watch them do so well. I think that also kind of made me so interested as seeing them go, like Emmy going to Portland and doing so well, like Freshman of the Week. Charlie's getting accolade after accolade, it's just something that is so cool to watch and being a Kiwi, it's so like, yeah, it is inspiring and that's something I want to do and that's what my goal is and I hope to achieve that. But being able to be around them and be in their environment is something I'm truly lucky for and to be able to train, not even like train with them and play with them and even just listen to their advice is something not everyone gets. So very grateful for that for
2: sure. Yeah, absolutely. And those are all, you know, just the experiences in and of itself to have those players, you know, lucky like Taylor who do come back and you can have people like this, you know, to help people like yourself, put their brains, which is just part of the growth of the game, but it takes that talent to go on and, you know, work together and end up with, I would say, probably one of the probably top of achievements for high school sport, which is secondary schools nabs, which you were able to nab this year. So I guess, can you talk about that experience and what went well and what were some of the things that you all did to make that come to fruition? Um, yeah, secondary schools
1: is obviously massive for us, probably the biggest thing so far in my basketball career that has really kind of stood out I think obviously there's so many things but winning a secondary school national championship is something so big and I think also my team the team that I won it with was just amazing and I wouldn't I wouldn't want to do it with anyone else they like I said before the culture was something different like I said they're like my family so being able to play with those kind of people people that I've played with since I was young and being able to achieve that it just shows how the hard work pays off and it's just so rewarding to be able to get the win and we also had a pretty good nationals, it was it was something that I think most of us will remember for a long time. Yeah, pretty crystal clear season, thirty two and oh, it's pretty cool. I was I mean, being a part of a culture like that and being a part of people who are willing to work hard every day and who wanna achieve the same goals, it makes the win so much more rewarding and it makes the campaign so much more special. Obviously you take a lot of time out to train and be together and sometimes it can be hard being in a team like everyone will probably say, but yeah, secondary school nationals was definitely the highlight of the year. So very grateful and very happy to have pulled that one off.
2: Yeah, that was a heck of a tournament too. Um, and really in the lead up until then, even with the zone one premiership up here, like there were some good games. And I think just the testament to what high school basketball and the level of talent that New Zealand is fostering. And we, we don't always get to see, you know, some of the South Island schools because you guys played, a really it seemed like a strong St. Andrews college team in the final of that game but we don't you know you normally wouldn't get to see them in the regular season so then you're coming across all of this you know these kind of different players I guess how do you get ready for that?
1: Yeah I think it's quite hard over the past two years not being able to play with the impact of COVID it was kind of every year you're unsure what's going to happen and how things are going to work out. So we kind of had to prepare like everything was going to go, and if it didn't, then it didn't. But it was getting as many practice games as we could. We were lucky enough, as Bromwyn was our coach, we were lucky enough to train against some of the tall ferns. So we'd have Panina and Ella and them girls come in, and also people who were part of the Tuihi, like Olivia Berry and Yumi and stuff, they would come and train against us. And people like that just kind of open your eyes to professional basketball like I obviously had the pleasure of being a part of the Kahoo, which helped me personally but the other 11 girls in my team didn't have that opportunity so having them come in and train just kind of pushed us I think if you can play against tall ferns then that's a good practice game and yeah sure we got beaten up but that's what we needed we played against boys who also beat us up but those are the kind of games that really prepare you for tournaments like nationals because you get stuff that you don't expect in the game so yeah And I think also mentally it prepared us because we understood nationals a bit differently. I think Panina came to one of our trainings and her piece of advice was you need to be confident, which isn't something that we normally were. We'd been winning Auckland and we'd won Auckland champs, but it wasn't something we always had faults to make in our game. Like everyone does. We were always not the most positive people after games. And Panina was like, you guys need to be confident. And. She was right. So we had our conversations, and going to nationals confident was definitely something we did. Um, obviously, not overconfident, but yeah, definitely preparing both mentally and physically was huge.
0: I just want to wind it back a little bit because towards the beginning of the pod, you said you'd just graduated
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you've talked about the US college experience. So obviously, you've, you've got to focus on that. Now, have you been looking kind of seriously at, at what your options are in relation to college? And if you had your choice, and I know this is putting you on the spot, if you had your choice, which college would you like to go to?
2: Oh,
1: um, yeah, no. So the college process has been massive for me over the past couple of months. Um obviously that's where I want to go and that's where I want to see myself next year so trying to get film and reach out you might find it interesting but yeah I've kind of looked at all the schools and seen where all the Kiwi girls have gone and I don't know why but there's something about going somewhere else that interests me like obviously playing with Kiwis would be amazing and being with people like just make it will make it feel like home but some of the schools I've been talking to have been really intriguing and have really interested me. If I had, are you asking if I could choose from any school in the States or one of the schools that I'm.
0: No, no, no. That's kind of like the if you had your choice of any school, oh. which one would it be?
1: Oh my goodness. That is a hard question.
0: Because, you know, obviously you don't necessarily want to give away which schools you're talking to. So I'm just going to open it up to,
1: okay. you know, take your pick. Okay. Well, probably is going to sound a bit cliche, but I'd love to play for UConn. They would be my. That would be my. Nice. You just can't go past Page, and you know it's just, just, just you're just drawn to it. I think any young girl would be drawn to a school like that. But yeah, that that would be me. I think.
0: Okay, cool. So we'll just edit that bit out, and we'll make sure we send
2: it to UConn for you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> awesome, you know, awesome. And there's also something too about you know creating. It's nice, like you said, because like you do, there is that piece of home or kind of I gets reassurance going to school where other Kiwis are and, you know, have had that previous relationship. But there's also that to be something too for making your own way um, and kind of starting a new legacy, either in a different state or just a different university or college system. So I'm wondering for someone in your shoes, what are you looking for from the school uh, whether it's academically, athletically, character-wise, like what are some of your non-negotiables when you're looking to be recruited?
1: Yeah, um, I think obviously like everyone who gets recruited, they're trying to find the best fit for them, where they fit in best and where they see themselves going. And for me from a basketball standpoint is development. Like I want to get better. My goal every day is to wake up and get better, whether that's 1%, 2%, whatever. I'm going to go into the gym and try and get better. So from a college standpoint, that's huge for me. Um, Obviously, four years is a long time. So I see that as a long time to get better as well. You know, talking to my coach and my mentor, that's something that we discuss a lot. And how I will develop as a player and a person is massive. It's a big step to go over and, you know, move by yourself and go play basketball at a completely new environment. So kind of understanding that. But yeah, I want to be the best that I can be and I want to offer whatever I can. So if a school's, you know, willing to help me with that, then that's awesome. Academically, yeah, uh, <laughs> obviously you have to consider the academics. As much as I would just love to play basketball and not do the school, I know that I have to do the school part. So I think, yeah, something that it's transferable as well. I always wanted to study law and criminology, but I kind of realized that studying American law and then trying to come back to New Zealand wasn't, wouldn't really be too ideal. So something that I can bring home for sure. But yeah, I think, definitely the biggest thing for me is where I can feel I'll fit in players, coaches, the school itself, and where I feel like I can get better and eventually become the best player I can be.
2: Those are like the little things that to me aren't little, um, especially going through the system in somewhere like the United States where it gets, uh, it's just a whole different ball game, figuratively and literally <laughs> um, just with, you know, the level and intensity and everything. You know, but then again, like thinking about life after basketball, and getting those did reasons Now there's trying to be more dialogue around, you know, set yourself up now for what, and again, like you can change your major, like there are other things, you're not bound to it. But, you know, taking into consideration is really important. So now I wanted to rewind a little bit, because they say this, you've been to the US before, and you said earlier that you lived in the US and in Singapore. So you've been abroad quite a bit, which is great. Can you tell us about what Yeah, what was happening over there and what your experience was like having that as part of your childhood?
1: Yeah, it was awesome, I think. I lived in America for three and a half years and then Singapore for four. So, yeah, most of my childhood was not in New Zealand. Um, My dad's work allowed us to travel um, with my two siblings and both my parents. So, I mean, not many kids get to experience that. Being in those two places meant I got to travel outside of that a lot. So always me and my siblings got opportunities that no one else really might get as a kid. So going out overseas all the time, we were you know exploring a lot. Um, My parents made the goal that they wanted to take us to as much as possible. So, yeah, I was very lucky, but it was also really cool to be able to learn to meet new people all the time and, you know, have to adapt to that kind of environment of moving around, which as a kid, Moving schools can be kind of hard. i you know, having to meet new friends. But I think that kind of built me up now. Like I think making friends and talking to people is something that I always try to do and not shy away from that. And then obviously having to go back to the States, hopefully for college, you're going to have to meet new people that you've never met before. So it's definitely, it's its going to be hard, but I think that kind of makes me excited. I'm excited for a new step. You yeah, know, living overseas as a kid was awesome. I think the experience was cool being able to see so much I don't remember a heap not gonna lie but from the stuff I do it was cool from all the photos it was cool
2: it's like those formative years of your childhood again like you have almost like a different mindset going into trying new things like you said you have to be adaptable and you have to be flutty in terms of you know just going with it Um, so it seems like a great foundation for you as you embark on the sense path did you play any sports I know you mentioned you moved around a lot were you able to dabble in any of the sports when you were over there in either place?
1: Yeah, as a kid, like I said before, I just kind of tried to play anything and everything. My parents wanted us to get involved in as much as we can. They're both very active, so trying to get all of their kids to do whatever and everything. Um, my mum was a swim teacher, so she kind of had a foot in that. Yeah, we all did everything, really. I They didn't want us to focus on one thing either. They wanted to open options and let us try everything ourselves. Yeah, I definitely did. I was a very active kid, so were my siblings. I did all the dance clubs and all that kind of stuff. It was just, yeah, trying as much as possible. I didn't really know what I enjoyed. I just knew that I loved to run around. So, yeah, it was cool.
0: In Singapore, what sort of sports did you play there? Because, I mean, for anybody who's been to Singapore, you know, it's humid all year round. Yeah. And so, therefore, you're typically going to want to be ideally playing indoor sports rather than outdoor sports because yeah it's just crazy humid so what sports did you get to try out in Singapore
1: so I went to an Australian international school in Singapore so yeah it was very hot I actually didn't play basketball in Singapore Um, my brother did which was inside which was nice but like I said mum was a swim teacher so swimming was kind of the one that she wanted us to get involved in first I think learning to swim was huge for her, especially travelling so much, she didn't want us to not be able to swim. So swimming was probably the main one and it was quite nice, obviously being in the water with the heat, like you said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like it was ridiculously hot all year round. But I don't think that stopped us, to be honest. We were still out there, we learnt the Aussie rules and those kind of sports and netball was an upgrowing sport in Singapore, so we we're still playing that. Sometimes inside, but majority of the time it was outside. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There was a couple of inside sports but honestly it was mainly outside and off you go to this pool after to cool down.
0: Okay. The other thing I wanted to touch on and and you know we're kind of bouncing around a bit here. You mentioned that you were with the Kahuna. Mm-hmm. I really want to know more about what you thought of the league and its first season because Looking at it from over here and having spoken to Justin Nelson as well about it, it sounded really fascinating, the the whole concept of the league, how it was put together, how it all operated. We watched as many games as we could. The quality of the play was amazing. To me, it looks like there is a resurgence of women's basketball in New Zealand. But for somebody who is actually in the league, what was your perspective of it, and how did you find it, and what do you think about the league and the goals that they've got about not only just building up local talent but also developing the, the Tall Ferns program as part of it?
1: Yeah, I honestly think that the league was exactly what we needed. Like you said, I think basketball is an upcoming yeah. sport in New Zealand, and the league opened up opportunities for some people that, especially like someone like me being so young, being able to play with people like Michaela Cox and kind of understand how she sees basketball is unreal. The advice I got from her and kind of seeing how she, her perspective of everything was something I'll forever hold. And like, I was lucky enough to play with some amazing players like Crystal, Talia, um, lots of girls who have played professionally, played for New Zealand, played in Australia. I think that just captivates development for younger people. I think that basketball as an upcoming sport in New Zealand. The Toihi opens opportunities for younger people, but also other people from overseas to come in. We had imports who loved it here. One thing they said is that they would live in New Zealand if they could. It's like a country that I think a lot of people are drawn to and a lot of people don't want to leave. I think that alone helps the league, and I think it'll grow. I think five teams to start off is already impressive, um, yep. especially with the men's having a lot more. Five is also already impressive, and I think that we can grow it even bigger. The more recognition that it gets over time, yeah, lots of school kids are interested. I mean, obviously, getting the fan base up is something that will get better. But the Toihi League is is massive for New Zealand basketball, and it's an awesome opportunity that I I hope more younger kids like myself get in, and I hope that more older people decide to come back to New Zealand or come to New Zealand for the first time to join because. The morals and the values that all the people involved hold are just pure and it's so captivating to be a part of. So, it's yeah, it's really impressive. I was really impressed with the league.
2: It's such a cool thing because there's something for everybody, like you kind of touched on before. Like, you have people like yourself, and there is this gateway for up and coming players to experience that higher level um, and have some of that first hand training that you probably wouldn't have. You know, you don't get to see many other places, but then it also leaves the door open for someone to Michaela Cox to come back. You know, others for Talia to come over. Say like Marte Graves, you know, Tay, she said, I want the imports. She's always lit up whenever she talked about it. And that's the other thing I wanted to ask about was with all of those opportunities going on in the league and there's so many moving parts, when I was able to speak with some members, both players and coaching staff management from the CAHU specifically, something that stood out, Particularly about you all was that there was no ego, and that someone like Michaela would intentionally come to someone like yourself and say, Hey, like, come partner up during trainings. You know, why don't we do this together? So you have that, you know, that one on one time. So there wasn't seemingly seem like any favoritism. Like, how important was that in making the run that you guys did?
1: Yeah. I mean, like, being young and coming into an environment that is now, like, it is classified as semi professional in NZ, and it's, it can be it was quite scary I won't lie being surrounded by all these amazing people who you've looked up to for so long and you're actually training with them it was like wow okay like this is legit but yeah like you said the environment was what made it I think our team was full of talent but the way that like you say interacted was it was really good I mean someone like Michaela she is a basketball player but she's just an amazing person and I mean for me like she was one of the people who stood out to me as Like you say, at training, if I needed a buddy, she's the first person to come over and say, hey, Ken's like, let's go or whatever. Even like offering to take me to training, she she doesn't hesitate with stuff like that. So it's like very cool to see just the way that they, that the group treated me and some, like being young, you know, you want to be pushed hard. And that's one thing that also made it amazing is that, that's how I learned is that you're not treated like a 17 year old. And at first it was a bit like oh okay cool like yep we're going but i then i that's how i learned the most is that i'm not a 17 year old i'm here to play basketball and yeah Michaela, talia crystal all of them every single person involved in the kahu were very, like intentions were so pure and that kind of made the culture 100% legit
2: so that's and that's huge see what at least league wide from my perspective at least that you know, team chemistry, for the most part, was pretty solid, you know, just to see you got to have that. But when you talk about shifting and taking it up a notch in terms of intensity, uh, there is something I did want to ask about. So there was a span of the couple of days, I believe, or a day, uh, a couple of months ago when you and um, all the other DP for the Kahu, you both were suing up for them, going down so I think you guys actually down to Wellington for the Queens game, and then you came back but you both had another big event going on. What was that like for you two? And can you talk us through that chaotic but seemingly cool period that I just can't imagine? Yeah, so
1: we flew to Wellington for the last round robbing game against the Queens, which we unfortunately lost by one. But the crowd there was cool. And that was really what showcased, I think, the Toihi League perfectly was that game. And I think being a part of that was – very cool. And yeah, and then we had a 6am flight the next morning back to Auckland to play in our school semifinal game for Auckland League. And then after that, we continued the D-League competition, which was running over the weekend. So it was a couple of days of basketball, but me and Aaliyah loved it. I think doing it together also made it a bit of fun, like um, seeing her at the airport sound asleep about to miss the plane was cool that's what made it like enjoyable being able to play and being a, being able to be given that opportunity like it's rewarding to be able to have done that traveling around and playing so much basketball and being a part of so much basketball is like so eye-opening to me of what my future might look like so being able to experience that at a young age is cool and I think me like being out to do it with my mate was even better but being yeah, and I mean being able to have a another couple of young people in the Kahoo as well, both developing together and being on the same road was really cool. So
2: yeah, see, it was
1: pretty hectic, but it was it was it was awesome. It was fun. See,
2: there's definitely something really just satisfying about having, like you said, going through it with a mate of yours and having your journeys kinda end up going together. And so I guess two things. One, how do you recover in between games like that and take care of your body without that schedule? And two, I guess you know you talked about having almost kind of like that pinch yourself moment when you were stepping on the court with someone like Michaela for the first time. But were there ever those times like in the airport where you just kind of sat there and had probably a rare moment of realization, go, like crap, I am traveling and I am you know I am seventeen and I get to have all these opportunities.
1: Yeah, um, I mean I love napping. I think <laughs> that's my recovery is going to sleep. Um, <laughs> you know, obviously you got to hydration and rolling out but I'm a sleeper so getting any opportunity I can to have a nap that's how I recover and that's how I mentally prepare as well I think kind of going to sleep and not thinking about anything kind of helps me personally I like to write stuff down a little bit but I don't really have many routines it's kind of just depends how how the day goes I think I'm still learning the concept of recovery
2: <laughs> you hear about college athletes and especially here in Auckland, that you know, for the kids like yourself who want to go to the next level, you know, the strength and conditioning, the nutrition, the sleep, all of those aspects, again, aren't so little into performance. How much education were you able to get around that once you started taking basketball seriously and into these levels?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, with the kahu, you're surrounded by people who have a very good knowledge of all of that stuff. My coach, um, Sunny, he also has connections with SNC and his relationship with the Tuatara. Like SNC is something I never really understood for a while, and especially playing heaps of different codes, it wasn't really something I considered much. But now understanding how it all, you know, how your body works and the importance of being strong and fit and healthy is huge. And yeah, like I said, getting any opportunity I can to sleep, I'll be taking and I'll jump on that opportunity. But yeah, I've kind of still, I'm still learning how the strength and conditioning processes work and how to move my body to be a good basketball player and how to hydrate and how to um, eat well. In college, it's even bigger, so learning about it now slowly and I think having that before I go to the States will be big.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and there are a lot of the, like, all those things that factor into that, and so you talked about getting stronger so you had the opportunity, and Paul had asked about this a little bit earlier, is, you know, when you're going across and playing on the international stage, uh, like you did with the junior toll firms at the under-18s in India a couple months ago, I guess I'd love to go over to that and just touch on, I guess, how was that experience for you And talking about that team that you were with and, yeah, just putting on the you know the New Zealand same blood for the first time?
1: Yeah, it was awesome. Um, obviously, yeah. Being able to play for New Zealand is something I'd always had on my bucket list, so being able to tick that off was huge. But like you said, being stronger and being fitter and faster was something that came as a shock. Like even the Aussies are the perfect example of their fitness and their strength and their athleticism is something that we couldn't even reach as Kiwis while we were over there. It was just something, you know, it's not something that you can change on the day, it's something that you work for over time. And that's something that we were not as good at as them. Obviously, their skills and fundamentals of the players internationally are also so clean. Definitely, the pace of the game was so different. Our first game against Korea, we'd never played against pressure like that. Um, So, you know, when you have six people running at you while you have the ball, you're like, oh, yeah, cool. Um, Need to find a way out of it. And then, you know, we panicked a little bit and playing on an international stage just taught me. So much, And I feel like if I hadn't have had that experience, I don't think my mindset would be as the same leading into college. But I think the biggest thing is that's the level that I want to be able to play at, not just play at, though I want to be able to compete at. You know, I want to be able to compete with the Aussies. I don't want to be losing by 70. Um, want to be putting up good numbers and want to be putting up a good fight. So I think me and my whole team, we all established that during the tournament and we all realized how different international basketball is compared to New Zealand basketball is definitely something that I want to be able to improve at and get better at. But that opportunity allowed me to open my eyes to see the difference for sure.
2: Yeah, because streaming it, I'm so grateful that we were able to over here, you know, on YouTube through Viva. This it looked like it was a like it's definitely physical. And there were a lot of learnings to come of that, but it also looked like there was some good memories made there too. And being with each other, and it seems like being on an international trip brings a team together like you probably wouldn't have, like, have anywhere else.
1: Yeah, I think I've made lifelong friends over that opportunity and that experience. You know, being in India for a week and a half, you kind of learn to be close with people and you're a bit out of your comfort zone so being able to be with a group of people and a good group of staff and we're all there for the same reason so it kind of made it more rewarding and more of an experience for sure I think aside from the basketball all the takeaways are the memories that I made with my mates and you know now you go to tournaments and they're the ones you look forward to seeing and catching up and you know meeting the other teams being able to experience that and being able to try and communicate with people that English isn't their first language like that's something you don't get to see every day and that's something you don't get to experience every day. So even things like that are things that you'll remember forever. So, yeah, very grateful.
0: I wanted to ask you about the tournament because, look, New Zealand came in sixth, but I don't know, for me it feels like if you look at all all the moving pieces that are happening in women's basketball at the moment in New Zealand, this kind of feels like it's step number one towards trying to build New Zealand up to be – one of the, the stronger teams, the more influential teams in this region. Mm. You're kind of getting into it on the ground floor almost. How did you and the rest of your team feel when you realized, you know what, we're here, we're playing against Australia, we're playing against China, we're playing against Korea, we're playing against all these teams? You know How did it feel for you guys and how, how do you turn that into that kind of inspiration to take the next step?
1: I think it was a little bit surreal for me, for sure. And for a lot of the girls on my team, I think they would agree. But not many of us have put the black singlet on before. That was a first time thing. And yeah, like you said, you know, New Zealand is an upcoming country in basketball. And I think I agree. I think we're trying to get up and up. Like, obviously, the under 17s made it to Worlds this year, which is another step up in the age group category and I think hopefully we can build up to being able to be together for longer periods of time before leading up to big campaigns like that like me and my team we had a training camp two days before and all the girls from the states weren't even allowed um weren't able to make that because they met us in India so we didn't really have much time together so it was a bit of a it was a bit of a um hard one to adapt to but I think when we all played there and all understood the level at which international basketball is just kind of inspired us to want to be better. I know for myself that that's the step to I want to be a tall fern, so that's how playing for New Zealand at 17 and playing against countries like that and understanding how the system works and how athletic and how good the other teams are. It was just more motivation to want to get better and take the next step and also want to be able to compete at a better level and do better for sure.
0: And did you find that I suppose there's no really, no really easy way to say this. Were you guys shocked at the difference in performance between local competition and that international level? Cause it is, it's a huge step. It's really different. If you haven't had that experience before, I'm really curious how you guys, you know, that first time when you all kind of sat down and went, wow, you know, how did you all you guys feel about
2: that?
1: Yeah, I think, like you said, it's a massive step. I couldn't, I personally really can't find a heap of similarities between local competition and international competition from a New Zealand standpoint. It's very different. But, yeah, I think it was after the first game against Korea when we all sat down and were like, oh, yeah, wow. At the end of the game in the changing room, I think I looked at Flo and I was like, well, I was (laughs) shocked, to be honest. I was like, okay, yeah, cool. Something's got to change. Um, hard to change like I said before it's hard to change things in a day but you can't change something physically change it mentally and kind of trying to find that different mindset for the next game that I'm going to do better at this and this to compete better unfortunately the next game was Australia who run off the park um, which all after that game we all looked at each other and were like okay yeah cool even better but I think yeah The step from New Zealand basketball to international basketball is huge. It's massive. Like I said, none of us oh, only a couple of us had the opportunity of playing for New Zealand before. So never have experiencing that. I didn't know what to expect. So it was kind of hard to adapt and kind of, it was a bit of a shock for sure. Like, the intensity was so different. The style of game was so different. International basketball is something that can prepare. And I think college-wise is such a big thing to prepare for. But yeah, it is hard. I think it is hard coming from a small country like New Zealand and not being able to play anyone internationally and then jumping to that level so quickly is hard. But the experiences and the opportunities that it opened up were massive
2: i got to say that just like watching you guys out there, like just how good is it to have international competition back? Because like you said, New Zealand doesn't get a ton of opportunities to do something like this. And then when you do, it's honestly so kind of thrown together, but then, you know, you have limited time together before you go, but it's part of the growth. So it was just so good to see international basketball again. Yeah. Um, and watching it, and like New Zealand's doing well too. And even if it is, you know, whatever, lose by 70 points. Like, that's it's a step in the right direction. There's experience to be had there. And then, you know, you can take those learnings and, you know, go wherever you may with it. So, yeah, it was just so good. Like, aside from whatever happened score-wise, like, to see a New Zealand team go overseas and perform to what you guys did.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think every game you learn something different. Um, Like you say, the scoreboard irrelevant, like – there's always something to take away from everything. And your yeah, international basketball, I personally, that was the first time I'd ever played for them so or played against another country. So being able to experience that, like I, I want to do it again. And whatever level that's at, that's something that's on my priority list. But it's just a different level. So I think it's massive to have it back. And I'm, I'm excited to see it grow throughout the age groups and
2: above and beyond. What was your mindset going into that tournament? Because, like you said, not everybody was together. And there were all, the, all these other things happening. And you know, But you know these other countries, are, like Australia and Korea, are going to be there, I guess. But like, what mindset did you have going in and did the team have going in? For me, it was that just
1: going to go and do the best that we can do. I think, obviously, it was uh, having a training camp with not your whole team. It's kind of a little bit different preparation-wise. But... I think there's no excuse to not perform. So being as a team, it was that we're going to go and take every game as it comes, treat it as the last game, play as hard as you can, leave everything out there. For me, it was I'm going to try to play the best that I can. None of us had anything to lose. It was like like you said, it's a step in the right direction. So irrelevant of the outcome, we all had something to go out for and we all had someone or something to play for. Um, It's not every day you get the opportunity to play in a – foreign country for the country so being able to experience that in itself is like motivation to do well obviously we knew it was going to be tough international comp is, is not easy like we've spoken about but I think going out and just doing whatever we can and controlling what we control and just playing the best basketball we could as a team we got better over time which was successful for us from the first game to the last game so yeah definitely getting better as a team, gelling together, and for me, just getting better as an individual.
0: What I'm trying to to understand in the grand scheme of things, with New Zealand, with everything that you've experienced with the international competition, I'm going to ask you to kind of crystal ball gaze for a second. Cool. Um, How do you think New Zealand's going to develop as a team, all the basketball teams, they're going to develop over the next few years? And how important is Tawhi and the international component that comes at the end of that season to building the international talent to be able to improve New Zealand's standing?
1: Mm, that's a good question. Yeah, I mean, I think New Zealand has some crazy talent um, upcoming, like seeing at secondary school Nats there's some girls out there who can just play and I think like you said the to- I think the to- He is massive when it comes to development of New Zealand basketball not only from a young standpoint but also from an international standpoint is that kind of I think to- He is probably the only basketball in New Zealand that kind of replicates what it's like to play outside of New Zealand playing with professionals and playing with people who have experienced basketball elsewhere isn't something that we get anywhere else Obviously, schoolgirl basketball is good and it's getting better. And I think that is going to also be upcoming in the couple, in the next couple of years. The school basketball talent is going to lift. But Tawihi, you are playing against different type of athletes. You can play against more athletic people, better shooters, fitter people. And that is kind of, for me, when I went to India, that is what we experienced was we we're playing against different people all the time and also playing against people who are much better than you. You know, sometimes you can be the best in the gym, but it's hard to get better when you're always the best. So playing against professionals who are going to push you and not take anything lightly, I think that not only physically but mentally prepares people like me and younger people for an international standpoint. So I think the Toehi will be massive when it comes to that, and I think tall fern development as well. There was a couple young girls who went over – to Australia to play with the tall ferns. So things like that, developing the age groups and kind of that exposure. But yeah, I think international basketball for New Zealand can grow massively in the next couple of years. And I think Tawihi will be a foundation for that. And then I also think it'll be inspiring for kids to want to get better and want to be a part of things like that.
0: Okay. Now, just before we wind this up, there is always an unscripted question. So I'm going to throw it out to you and I'm going to ask you, if you could be any superhero, which superhero would you be?
1: Any superhero?
0: Mm. You only <sighs> need to think of one. I
1: know. <laughs> I, know I'm like, I know that I'll say one and then I'll leave this podcast and I'll be like, oh, shoot, should have said that.
2: I don't know why there's always these unscripted questions. It's like whenever we're put on the spot, like listen to your episode with Jenna oh, Hey, Paul and like, you asked well, which Disney character could you be and she's like, I don't know if any Disney characters.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've had some really interesting ones, but, I, yeah, I'm, I'm really curious. It's, you know.
1: I'm curious. Oh, I'm curious so as well. <laughs> well, my favorite. He's yeah. not really a superhero, but Captain America is my favorite. Okay. I don't know why. I mean, he's quite attractive, but he's just my favorite. <laughs>
0: Okay, so you'd like to be Captain America.
1: No, I don't think I'd like to be him. (laughs) But he's my favourite. He's Um, your favourite. Okay. If I could be any superhero, who would you be? Watkins? Maybe we can fly or teleport. Someone who can teleport. Can a superhero – do you know a superhero that can teleport? My superhero Uh, knowledge is like – Maybe I'd be the Flash.
0: The Flash. Maybe I'd be the Flash. Okay. The Flash. So you could just kind of – but, and you know what? That's really useful on the basketball court exactly. as well. Exactly. Yes. You know, you could you could inbound the ball to yourself, and then off you go.
1: <laughs> you would have triple doubles every game. You yeah. would never <laughs> get touched. You would imagine that.
0: Oh, uh, that's that's a good one. It's actually, you know what? That one. Now I'm really surprised that nobody else has actually called that one. Who plays basketball? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, funny. Yeah, no,
0: I think I'll stick with that one. All right, we'll, we'll go with that one. Guys, it's been great. We're always interested in learning more about New Zealand basketball because, first of all, we get so many New Zealand basketball players over here playing in the WNBL, playing in the NBL1. There's a lot lot of really great stuff going on in New Zealand. Obviously, you know, Tawihi, Having heard about it from Justin, having spoken to Tully about and talking about her coaching experience there as well, it's an exciting time, and I think there's going to be a lot of great stuff going on. So we want to keep checking in with New Zealand to see what's happening, not just during the season, but also during the off season, to sort of get an idea of what's happening. And I'm really thankful that you guys came on today to talk about what's happening in New Zealand. To also talk about yourself, Mackenzie, and, and your career and that's starting and to get your feedback on where you think things are going.
2: Yeah. As I say too, Kenzie, just like watching you and your class come through is just so inspiring because like you are a part of the next generation of what New Zealand basketball is looking to be and hoping and is. So it's been great watching you and looking forward to seeing what you do next. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me.
0: It's our pleasure. Shooting the Breeze can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and iHeartRadio.
2: Don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast with all your friends.